0: Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Cicero said, "Gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others." Gratitude. And uh, I used to have a sermon. And it was called an attitude of gratitude. And I got that sermon from a priest over in. Uh, on the other side of Orlando, and we were having a deanery meeting there, and I was dean, and he gave this. I thought it was wonderful. So what did I do? I went up after the service and stole this sermon, and I kept it for years. And I used to do it every Thanksgiving, this attitude of gratitude. And then I think somebody swiped it for me because it does not I don't have it anymore. But it begins off by saying, do you have an attitude of gratitude? Would you want it if you could have it? Do you have an attitude of gratitude or you have an attitude of, I want, I need, I don't have? Count your blessings. And that's what we do during Advent and certainly during Lent. You look and do a little self-analysis of who you are. Most importantly, who you are on the way with Jesus. Do you have an attitude of gratitude? I pray that you do. Our collect today, you'll know very well by the time Christmas comes around because it's supposed to be said in addition next week and the week after the second Sunday of Advent, we're also supposed to say the collect we said this morning every Sunday in Advent. I haven't done it in the past, but I guess we'll start doing it and see how it goes. But the collect was written by Archbishop Cranmer uh, and it's based upon Romans 13:8 to 14. The college ties together not only the first coming and the final coming of God, the two advents of Jesus, but it binds together our human present with the one future. I don't know if you had guests for Thanksgiving or not. We had a mob in our house. And the granddaughters, one of our granddaughters is a first year in college and another one is a senior in high school. And I tell you that to, to let you know, they are at the most bossiest age. <laughs> they can, you know, and, and so they call Brenda up you know, a few days before and say, we want to help set the table and clean the house and do all this silly stuff. And so they come on down, the first thing they do is pick on me. So they clean and they dusted and the house was really nice and I managed to spend maybe two or three minutes helping them because I escaped. And then on Thanksgiving, the 12 of them show up, all our daughters and son-in-laws and all these burping, puking kids, you know, show up. And they're coming in the door, and I go, and I smile, and they all pick on me. And that's a great moment when they're coming in, but a greater moment is when they go out. (laughs) Don't tell I said that. But they, I mean, you know, they, they... they take up space. and whatnot. I do like seeing them, but five, ten minutes is perfectly fine with me. Hours, now, hours. I don't see how they can do it. They sit at the dining room table for hours and talk. I get up and take a hike. We clean our houses, but we clean our very beings. And that's what Advent's about. It's about, sure, having anticipation for Christmas and all that involves, but it's really more about cleaning our very selves, our very beings. We can't ask Jesus to come in our lives when we're all cluttered. You know, and what it means is also you have to let go in Advent of those things that are gonna hold you back from having a really good Christmas. It's not about the gifts. It's about what reigns in your heart. And as uh, the aging process sets in, Brenda and I, for years, we don't, I mean, I may get her something, I may not. She may give me something, may not. But the one solid thing we give each other, and make no mistake about it, is our love for each other. And that love reigns over any gift we could get her. She's getting a new uh, telephone for Christmas. see <laughs> it's the same operating system your iPhone 6 is on right now it's a time for preparation penitential season a time to be quiet solemn, and prepare yourself for a deep cleaning it's that time if i guarantee you this if you have a good advent you'll have a fantastic christmas so at thanksgiving you know i woke up on thanksgiving morning i think Maybe even the morning before. And I bounced out of bed, and I was just in a good mood. You ever have those days? When you, you don't know why, but you do know you're in a good mood. And I bounced out of bed on Thanksgiving. I had a good mood. And I just, you know, very exciting times. I was glad, you know, we were having company over you. a little bit glad when they left. But, you know, you just, you, this season, just naturally, you want to be in a solidly good mood. But then I looked at the gospel lesson. Yuck. This, is the, this gospel lesson we had today is the one we're supposed to say on Palm Sunday. Not when all things are looking bright and beautiful that we are reminded that, yeah, but they may be bright and beautiful, but they're leading to Jesus on a cross. Why would they do this to me? Why would they do it to you? I think it is that they're trying to in all our cheerfulness and all our happiness, they're trying to let us know the real message of Christmas is yes, the little baby Jesus does come. He comes anew to us, I would pray. But he also comes for a purpose to die for our sins. And so, as we have this bit of cheerfulness, we have also this bit of reality. Last Sunday is called, was called Stirrup Sunday. Do you remember that colic Stirrup? This one is Shake-Up Sunday. I just gave it that name yesterday afternoon when I looked at it. If you look at the final verses of the gospel lesson, he went into the temple. He went into God's house. And he went and turned the tables of the money changers. Turned the tables. He threw them out. He came not only to bring peace and love, but to shake us up at our very foundations. So in this season of Advent, quiet, solemn, clean your house, not the house you live in, but this house, okay? And then also shake it up a little bit. Think how you could be a better Christian, how you could be a better person. Think about how you could help somebody else out less fortunate than you. Think about doing the right things. And the Christmas that you will experience will be a Christmas that is far superior to any others that you've had in your life. I pray that you do. The kickoff, the real kickoff for the Christmas, the Advent season is next week, Saturday at four with lessons and carols. It is beautiful. And if you need a parking place, I think after four o'clock I'll let it you know this week across the street against the fence by CVS, the ones that say the medical center, I think they're closed Saturday afternoon, so I think we can park there safely. There's probably about 15 parking places there. Unfortunately, we cannot park at the uh, Jewish Museum up here because that's their day of worship, except... I'll walk up there this week and find out if they're done at 4 o'clock. So I'll advise on parking probably Wednesday or Thursday. Jesus, be with us as we go through this season, this season of making us whole again and bringing you to us in a new way. May we experience you in everything we do, and may everything we do be pleasing in your sight, our Lord and our Redeemer. Amen.